You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 70 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and today's guest for episode 70 is the social selling, personal branding, sales pro of LinkedIn, none other than Daniel Disney, folks. Daniel Disney stops by the Lunch Break Podcast for episode 70, and we talk about how he got started in sales, how he got into leadership roles very early on in his career. We talk about his journey into starting his own business and and kind of stepping into his own personal brand, the lessons he learned along the way. Look, if you don't know who Daniel Disney is, Daniel Disney runs an incredibly successful page on LinkedIn called The Daily Sales. They post sales memes. Daniel has built a fantastic following on LinkedIn and really has his finger on the pulse on what works when it comes to social selling because he's actually doing it. It's fantastic and this episode is chock full of value from Daniel but if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing right now, I understand. Let me serve up a snack break sales tip from Daniel Disney on setting some really specific goals around content creation. Take a listen. So just alongside this wonderful theme that we've been talking about, personal branding and and social, my actionable tip for everyone would be try to start posting every day and maybe just set, uh, if you want to go really, really easy, uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whichever days, there's no specific need for a specific day, but at least three, great if you could do five, Monday to Friday, write a post, maybe do it before you start your shift, might be an easier time to do it. And only give value don't promote your product don't talk about you know what you're trying to sell um just tell a story share some insights share some tips share something that inspires you write about a book you've read but just give value all of the time do that if you can monday to friday once a day um and you will start to sow the seeds of a personal brand once you get comfortable with that then you can start the other things that will help fuel it but as a base level super simple tip that would be a great place to start if you're really not confident in knowing what to write read go out there and just start looking at what good people are writing look at the people that are getting good engagement on their posts how are they writing it what are they writing study it learn it no different to looking at a cold calling script and then getting on the phone and practicing go and read what's working learn it build your confidence as with anything your first cold call was probably really scary it was for me trust me your first few linkedin posts are going to be just as scary but knowing the potential that sits within it as we've just talked about inbound and outbound opportunities it's worth it get over that hurdle build that brand and you'll unlock opportunities like you wouldn't believe such an actionable thing that you could literally go do today in preparation for next week look a fantastic episode coming your way episode 70 from Daniel Disney. Let's dive right into it. Here we go. I am really trying to contain my own excitement here because for episode 70, I wanted to bring on somebody that I looked to early in my content creation career, somebody that has 
impacted hundreds of thousands, millions of people across the world when it comes to, to selling online in this digital age. Daniel Disney's here for episode 70. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Man, what an introduction. Thank you so much for having me, James. It's an honor to be here uh, chatting with you today. Yeah, and so I, I think the best thing we can do, given that we have a short amount of time, is, is dive right into it. Uh, Daniel, how did you get started in sales? Um, like many, accidentally. I um, got my first job when I was 16 years old at a DIY store here in the UK. Uh, started off on the, on the checkouts. <laughs> just yeah. Buzzing items through, and within two weeks, uh, the sales manager um, saw something in me, in, in in a very much younger, inexperienced me, and asked if I wanted to come and join the sales team selling kitchens and, and bathrooms. Um, and not really knowing what that would entail, I went with a head first, dive straight into it, and and fell in love with it straight away. So I accidentally fell into it, but I'm forever grateful that that person saw something, you know, potential in me because that was the start of everything that's uh, got me to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that, that there was kind of that moment where, and a lot of us need that kind of that first initial recognition from outside of ourselves, you know, necessarily wasn't something, you know, none of us inherently are self-aware, especially at a younger age about like, Hey, my character traits would map well to a career in sales. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. So that's fantastic that you kind of had that early on champion. Uh, but so you enjoyed it, you got into it, but then your, your sales career progressed in a way, you, you know, you got into leadership. Um, talk, talk to us about that transition because being a awesome salesperson doesn't always equate to being a great sales manager, as I know you know. So what kind of uh, journey was that for you? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very driven um, and passionate person. So literally from, from day one of, of working and anything, any job I've done, every company I've sold for, you know, I go full in and, and I love it. And leadership was always something I aspired to um, simply out of just passion for business. I like to see a business grow. I wanted to see my sales grow and then I wanted to see how I could help other people's sales grow and obviously the overriding company's uh, sales grow. Um, it is an interesting one because I got into leadership quite young. Um, I think I was 18 or 19 when I first wow. started uh, as a sort of a sales supervisor and one of the things I always remember is I would see all of the team and, and most of them would be my age um, socializing and, and going out and being friends and I kind of knew deep down that I couldn't really be a massive part of that. I had to lead and I you know, was a very strong believer in trying to be the best leader possible. Um, so whilst I would obviously have a friendly relationship with them, there was always a line. Uh, and that could be difficult. You know, as a young person, there is a part of you that wants to go out every night and yeah. drink and, and have fun and you know, be part of the stories the next day. But then there was uh, luckily, I guess, a bigger part of me that wanted to see the business succeed I wanted to see them succeed and I wanted to see myself succeed so yeah for me it was just trying to be the best leader possible to appreciate some of the sacrifices you have to make to do that mm -hmm. um, but also trying to keep balance you know you don't want to go all in and distance yourself too far because you'll struggle to get the respect from them and, and you know get the best out of them so it's just finding that right balance I guess yeah, sounds like a whole bunch of EQ, right? A whole bunch of emotional intelligence figuring out where that line is. And it's an interesting thing because 
in sales, we always talk about how most of us find this profession on accident. You stumble into a sales job. You can't really find anything else to do. You could probably find something to sell and somebody will hire you to sell something. When you're in an environment like that, not everybody is dialed in and loves sales and wants to be a sales professional and sees a long career. I mean, I've worked with a lot of folks that are literally, hey, I'm working here for a year until I can save enough, enough money to go start my farming business or you know, whatever, right? Whatever it is, it's just a stopgap for a lot of people. Yeah. But it sounded like you recognized early on, even at a young age in, in your sales leadership roles, that it's going to be worth it for me to not go out and fully engage and be a part of those stories the next day. Because I, whether or not it's here or another company, I see a future for myself in this profession. What, what about sales kind of made you feel that way, that, that, that it was worth the sacrifice and that long-term there was some other thing. I mean, we all know where you are now and that it paid off, right? But back then, who, I mean, who would have known, right? So where does that come from? No, and it's a good point. I mean, I never, ever, ever would have dreamed of, of, of any of this. This was never a goal. If someone had said you're going to start a brand in the sales industry sharing memes and inspirational, you know, none of this was ever an option. And, and I'll be completely honest, you know, it doesn't mean I didn't have thoughts and ideas. I had a bazillion ideas for businesses, you know, since before I was 16 and working. I've always looked for opportunities, as many people do when you've got that kind of drive. And it's a temptation's always there. Oh, I'm just going to do this job for a year or two save up and I'm going to start something and I had many of those ideas I think what kept me going was trying to see the bigger picture trying to be grounded and even to the point of the moment when I did come up with this idea I didn't sort of jump all in quit my job and you know set something up it was built alongside two years before I could actually you know quit employment and and take this and and my brand kind of full time and and so I think what I certainly credit is is just trying to be able to look at the bigger picture, um, trying to sort of sow the right seeds, grow the right crops to sort of benefit from the right harvest. Uh, it could be, and, and sales, you know, it's an exciting job. You know, you're out there creating opportunities, closing deals. It's a high emotion roller coaster. And it's, I guess, for me, the value I've always tried to lead by and, and, and lead others by is to try and keep as balanced as possible. Ride the ups and downs, but try and look at the, the bigger picture. Yeah, no, and that's fantastic advice, really kind of while you're in a sales role, dealing with all of the different things that being a sales executive requires, but then also when it comes to your career, right? And I think one of the things that it sounds like, you know, there was just this energy that you had around creating something, right? You weren't quite sure where it was going to end up. You'd had a lot of ideas and kind of always had that energy going. So talk to us about the daily sales and, 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 and how that came about, because it, it seems like it was maybe of just something you kind of stumbled into a bit, right? So I, I, I'm super curious to hear about this because I'm a huge fan. It was, no, it's a funny thing because I've not really shared much about this, but I, I do have moments where I look back at some of the signs of where I started to create the daily sales years and years and years before it ever actually came, uh, came to. And, and literally back to my first ever 
job as a sales leader, the moment I became a sales supervisor, one of the first things I did, and no one had ever done it in this company before, no one had ever done it in, in the sales team, was I started a newsletter. And mm. I can't necessarily put a finger on what it was that inspired me to do so. I just wanted to share some motivation. So I put in motivational quotes, share some training so that people had some tips that they could go out and use that week, that month. Um, and then obviously business updates and you know, sometimes I would do some doodles and it was, it was a very soft start for then, you know, and I did that throughout my entire career, every team I led, every uh, company I was with, those, that sort of mentality followed through. But then I guess the official kind of birth of the daily sales idea came from, I think, maybe a year and a half into sort of using LinkedIn. So when I really started to, to, to sort of get immersed in, in LinkedIn and use it to sell and, and started to build my personal brand, what I noticed was that there was all this content scattered around LinkedIn, different people posting um, various articles. A lot of it was quite serious, sometimes quite hard to digest. And the inspiration for me one evening came, Do you know what, what if I could create a page, a brand that salespeople can follow and every day they're going to get great, digestible, entertaining, motivational, educational content um, that's, you know, applicable for all. And yeah, literally, you know, sat on the sofa, came up with the name, the daily sales, downloaded a logo design app on my phone and designed the logo, the same logo that exists and just set up the pages and started sharing content. And then it was a hard slog for, you know, a few years to, to kind of build, build the audience. But the core thing for me, certainly at the start was just to give as much value as possible. I am so passionate about sales as sad as that is. I love working in sales and I love being able to share stuff that's going to help salespeople, whether it's make them smile, whether it's give them some knowledge, some tips or a quote that inspires them to go out and make that extra call or, or whatever it may be. That's my passion. And, and that's why I hope sort of oozes out through the, uh, through the daily sales. Yeah. I have to imagine it might've just really started as a, as an outlet for you because I don't know about you, but when you talk to other people in your life that aren't in sales or things like that, and you try and you're like all jazzed up about this one thing, you're like, okay, that sounds cool. But, uh, you know, it's like you wanted to create this community where you could feel like, okay, I love sales. I love talking about sales. I love everything about it. I know there are other people out there that feel the same way. And recognizing that there wasn't really a, um, I like to call it kind of like a salt to the earth on the ground level point of view coming through on LinkedIn. And that's precisely what attracted me and everybody else to it was, Oh, this is funny. This is, this is different. You know, the, the, you know, I see in your, in the background there, one of my favorite ones was the sixth sense, the IC salespeople, one, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure people feel like that on LinkedIn all the time uh, when they get connection one best, requests. One of the best bits about LinkedIn, and again, I look back to my most of my sales career in reality was before social media and LinkedIn kind of really played a role. And you mm -hmm. were pretty much, you know, confined to whoever you worked with within your office space and perhaps whoever wrote the books that you could buy um, on Amazon. And what I love so much about LinkedIn is we're just all connected now. Like the whole world is connected and it's, the salesperson suddenly, and, and I, I'm doing this to this day, I'm consuming content from the best minds that are out there on a regular basis. And I love that that's a thing because back when I started in sales, that didn't exist. 
And I think it's a, a very good opportunity for salespeople now to surround themselves. We all know to be that the most successful people out there surround themselves with people that inspire and push them. And we can now do that digitally as well as physically. And I mean, that's a pretty cool opportunity. Yeah. Well, it, 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 you're absolutely right. And it has completely changed the landscape. And I don't know because I don't, I don't work in any other profession, but sales, but I don't know if LinkedIn is, is doing this for other professions like the engineering community. I'm not sure, you know, um, but one thing I know is precisely what you said, that ability to connect with people and learn from people that, that you just never would have had access to 10 years ago. Cause I'm the same way. I, my first sales job was 2008. Right. And so it was like blackberries and Twitter was like the most that we were doing, you know, and there definitely wasn't a community that I could go to, to learn from. And uh, I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, our careers kind of took a really crazy trajectory after the realization of, whoa, we, this digital platform is something different here where you can really build a brand. And, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you about next, because one of, I mean, you hear it all the time now in 2020, build a personal brand, build a personal brand. Salespeople should have a personal brand. Your, your journey has been longer than probably a lot of folks on LinkedIn, like building your personal brand and actually doing it. Talk to us about the time that it takes, because I think there's a misconception out there. I mean, you mentioned it with the daily sales, like, okay, I started this thing, but then it was like a two year journey before there was ever really, you know, so talk about the time that it's taken you to build this brand. And then we'll get into the benefits of, of that, that you've seen from it, you know, especially on the social selling side of things. Yeah. So I think it certainly took me longer than it, can take people now because <laughs> yes. I had no one to show me. <laughs> there, was, yeah. there, was, there was no one back then really, um, there was no blueprint to any of this and certainly not using LinkedIn from a sales or personal it, it really wasn't uh, around seven, eight years ago. So it yeah. took me a bit longer because I literally learned as I went, I made the mistakes and you know, that was, mm -hmm. I look at it now and certainly what I teach now and I see now is people bringing and building great personal brands in a matter of months. And, yeah. and without having to invest, this is the big, like you say, the big misconception is, ah, oh, I don't have hours to sit on LinkedIn all day, you know, creating content. And honestly, the truth is so far from that. Um, I see people building globally, you know, successful personal brands and business brands within a matter of, you know, a few months, literally by spending no more than 10 minutes a day on LinkedIn. That's, that's, and that's, you know, I intend that to be a quite a wow. Okay. 10 minutes. Seriously, genuinely, I've got examples of people that are, that's all they're doing. 10 minutes. They might write one post in the morning, maybe a tiny bit of engagement, but that is it. But they do it consistently. They do it high quality value. They create it and, and write it in the right way. All those kind of ingredients come together. And then yeah, within a few months, their audience grows massively. Their brand goes massively. And guess what? Their business grows massively. <laughs> so you're right. Got to get out of your head. It's not, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's just about knowing what to do, knowing how to do it, and then mm. showing up and doing it. Yeah, no, I think that's a fantastic point. And, and you're absolutely right. I, I have seen people come in and within a matter of months, yeah, they're just taking off and it's fantastic. And it is a matter, 
of a few different ingredients and, and who knows, you know, one of the most interesting things that I've found is when I speak with people like you, you know, Morgan Ingram, these people that have built these brands, there were like different versions of it way, like you said, way back in the day, like your first newsletter, you know, there were elements of it floating around and maybe version 0.5 existed of the daily sales at one point, but it, there was no way that you could have known it. It is an evolution, but once you make the decision now with the way that LinkedIn is, you can really turn it on and you can really, if you're committed to it, make a difference in your business. And, you know, social selling is one of these things everybody loves to talk about. Everybody knows it's important. And genuinely, I feel like most of us don't really know what the hell to do, Daniel, (laughs) because there's a camp that would say connect and pitch. It's a numbers game, set up a sequencer and just blast it, you know, just do it that way. Or the other camp is, and this is something that I personally struggle with kind of figuring out how to apply it in the real world. A lot of the answers on the flip side are, well, just like comment, build engagement, you know, all those things. But I almost feel like even now you got to be careful with that because it's <laughs> when I see, when I see people, people connect with me and then start commenting, I'm sometimes feel like I'm waiting for them to message me and pitch me because it's been the right amount of time. It's been two weeks since they connected, they've commented on six posts and now it's time for them to engage, you know, and it's still a little bit transparent and uh, not really all that genuine. So, so what's your take on it, right? It, now, right? Because it changes, I feel like, probably every four weeks. <laughs> it, it, it does. LinkedIn's ever-evolving. I mean, the LinkedIn I knew six, seven, eight years ago is very different to the yeah. LinkedIn I know now. But there are a lot of similarities. And, I mean, there's a few core things I kind of want to touch upon. Number one, using automation tools, that kind of, right, I'm going to, you know, plug in the script. I'm going to, you know, connect and then pitch. And it's a numbers game. Uh, what I've started to see, which is quite scary, LinkedIn is starting to block people. And I've seen a few people have come to me and said, damn, I've been given a lifetime ban from LinkedIn wow. because of over-messaging or over-connecting. And it's where they use third-party sites. And, you know, LinkedIn mm-hmm. picks up on it. And, I mean, I've never seen a lifetime ban up until <laughs> this year. And I've seen a few. And it's... They're like, getting crazy. real about it. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm... I've never really been a big fan of that sort of, you know, it's, it's no different to making cold calls, right? You need to make 150, 200 cold calls a day. Here's your script. You're a robot. Off you go. It's a numbers game. You know, buying in, in the modern ages isn't like it used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I lean more into the authentic camp where find the right people to sell to, build a relationship, you know, start a conversation, identify an opportunity, then you work it into your sales process. Um, but you're right, though, there are, there are going to be, and it will grow, people that will start to, you know, cotton on to any form of sales tactics. It's why so many people, myself included, won't answer an unknown numbers phone call because I know <laughs> there is a much higher chance it's going to be someone trying to sell me something. And guess what? We don't like to be sold to. So yeah. it's just try. I mean, for me, it's trying to be as authentic as possible and try and sell to the right people. When you try and manipulate it, when you try and play a game, when you're trying to sell to everybody and throw as much stuff at the wall, that's where the cracks start to appear. But 
I know from experience over sort of most recent years, when I sell something to someone, it's because I genuinely believe I can help them and mm -hmm. I will do whatever I can to help them see that. Um, and, and that's what I see a lot of companies doing now, sort of the most successful companies out there. They are the ones where their sales team are out there. They're comfortable in themselves. They're not desperate. They don't have this immense amount of pressure on, so they're just trying to sell to everyone. Mm. But they're out there qualifying better, having better conversations, and, and ultimately getting better results. So social selling for me is it's about real, proper, ethical selling. Um, and all you're doing is using social media alongside all of these other wonderful tools that we have uh, to maximize your reach, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another part that maybe doesn't get talked about too much is, is that when you're doing a good job of building a personal brand, you start to generate inbound too, right? I mean, that's a big, that's a big element of it. If, if, if you're consistent enough and you're, you have a voice and, and you're, providing value like you said then those people start to come to you and you don't have to worry about starting the conversation right oh, it, it's, it's so. already started yeah but it's an added bonus I mean, the best way I, can, I like to try and think about it because i'm deep down i'm a hunter salesperson you know i would always have that fire burning to go and you know create opportunities but i yeah. get tons of inbound and that's just great that's like a cherry on top that's a bonus you could be doing this thing you know i could write an article in the morning i could write a post in the morning and then i go out and I'm, i've got meetings maybe i've got video calls whatever it may be generating business and then you know i check in halfway through the day and there's a few inbound opportunities and it's it's great to, as someone like i say is very passionate about business and trying to grow as much as possible to be able to have things working for you whilst you're out doing things is one of the smartest you know we are limited to the time that we individually have and if you can have stuff working behind the scenes and literally by putting a post on linkedin that might take five ten minutes to do you can start something working for you that then generates you some inbound whilst you're off generating outbound you can't be more effective with your time yeah no i love it that's a fantastic point man and and as we're getting close to the end here, I want to make sure that I ask you uh, for an actionable sales tip that the audience can use when they get done listening to the episode. So just alongside this wonderful theme that we've been talking about personal branding and, and social, my actionable tip for everyone would be try to start posting every day and maybe just set, uh, if you want to go really, really easy, uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whichever days, there's no specific need for a specific day, but at least three great if you could do five monday to friday write a post maybe do it before you start your shift might be an easier time to do it and only give value don't promote your products don't talk about you know what you're trying to sell um just tell a story share some insight share some tips share something that inspires you write about a book you've read but just give value all of the time do that if you can monday to friday once a day um and you will start to sow the seeds of a personal brand. Once you get comfortable with that, then you can start the other things that will help fuel it. But as a base level, super simple tip, that would be a great place to start. If you're really not confident in knowing what to write, read. Go out there and just start looking at what good people are writing. Look at the people that are getting good engagement on their posts. How are they writing it? What are they writing? Study it, learn it. No different to looking at a cold calling script and then getting on the phone and practicing. Go and read what's working, learn it, build your confidence. As with anything, your first cold call was probably really scary. It was for me. Trust me, your first few LinkedIn posts are going to be just as scary. But knowing the potential that sits within it, as we've just talked about, inbound and outbound opportunities, 
it's worth it. Get over that hurdle, build that brand, and you'll unlock opportunities like you wouldn't believe. Fantastic, dude. And, and it's so real because you could literally just start doing it today. After you get done listening to this, just take five minutes, and then now you've started. Now you've begun. Exactly. And you're off to the races. I love it. So got to ask you the, the same question that I ask every guest that comes on the Lunch Break podcast. Uh, Daniel, I know you're a busy guy. You got lots of things going on between the daily sales, between your book, Million Pound LinkedIn Message. Uh, what's your favorite place to eat lunch when you get a chance to slow down? Good question. I love this question because I've never been asked it before. And I like unique stuff like this. Um, me i'm a massive fan of indian food uh so if i ever do get the chance to slow down or stop um and usually i try and tie it in with you know networking and, and meeting people friends etc i will try and find a great indian and i've enjoyed trying to find different ones across the uk i've yet to explore the world one day my goal i'm gonna obviously enjoy indian food in india that's the big the big goal but that's yeah my favorite food so if i can find a good indian um, i'm happy i love it that's fantastic. And, and uh, Daniel, in case folks coming into this episode didn't know who you were and they want to connect with you and continue to follow your journey, how can they do that? Uh, search Daniel Disney on, on LinkedIn. There are a few of us who wouldn't believe it, but I'm sure you can find me in the wonderful red t-shirt. If not, check out www.danieldisney.net. That's my website. It's got all my wonderful info and content blogs and videos on there. Yeah. And... Uh, before we go, I just need to mention that, that um, you know, not only is, is Daniel influential in uh, the content that he produces, the, the book that he wrote, but also he opened me up to my current uh, favorite sales book of all time by Chris Murray, The Extremely Successful Salesman's Club. Uh, I'm just plugging that real quick because I know we both share a love of it. Uh, and it's a fantastic book if you haven't read it. <laughs> Such an amazing sales book. And then just for those that are a bit unsure about it, it's the only sales book I've read. And if anyone can see, there's a massive bookshelf of sales books behind me that's not written like a here's how to sell guide. It's written like a story. And yes. It blows it up. It just yeah. cracks so many punches and impacts full of amazing, some of the best sales tips I've ever read, but in a beautiful story that makes it so enjoyable to read. So yeah, Chris Murray, the extremely successful salesman's club. Um, I would, yeah, as you said, I would recommend it. I'm yeah. so glad you read it and now you recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely fantastic sales book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and listening to it uh, on on the audiobook is, is a fantastic thing. Uh, it, it takes you on a journey and you learn stuff along the way. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to join me here on the Lunch Break Podcast. With that, I'm going to wrap up episode number 70. I'll speak to you guys soon.